Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Welcome to Japanese Week. It's me, <laughs> Matcha Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Snap into a green tea. Ooh, yeah. Hi, <laughs> right, everybody. This is Q. And I think I'm M. <laughs> and I think uh, our, our macho, Matcha Man Randy Savage just left the room. You, you could stay for the podcast, Matcha Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but next time. Okay. All right. Well, it's just going to be me, you, and Q. Thanks, Macho Man Randy Savage, for stopping by. Wait, wait, he said, he said, yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah. Gotta go. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He you wants know, to go eat matcha. He should come up, come back during the technical. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He should. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, 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 he was just covered with green, like, powder on his face. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. You gotta love that matcha. Snap into a matcha, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's Japanese week. All right. The first ever Great British Bake Off Japanese Week. And it should be the last. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great episode. I did too. I did too. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have well, some opinions about this. Um, this did theme. you know? I don't. Now that I really think about it, I didn't really like this episode. You don't? No. You didn't think it was kawaii cute? No. I love this episode. <laughs> okay, you got me. <laughs> Okay, good. Woo. I was like, Woo. can I do it? I tried Woo. to do it at least once a season. Yeah, you got, you got me. <laughs> I was I, like, okay. I, I thought we talked about that. I thought you said you liked it. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, uh, you got me. You got okay. me. Okay. All right. Um, I made yeah. it. I made it. I mean, right from the get-go, we start off with, uh, no, he looks like he's dressed like Yu-Gi-Oh, right? <laughs> it was no, pretty like cool. Yu-Gi-Oh. It was he had pretty cool. crazy hair. Yeah. And then uh, Matt was like, oh, I'm just like a mango. And I was like, you know, manga. He's like, oh, I thought you said mango. Which is pretty right. Funny. Right. Manga. I think what we've discovered is Matt is good when he has things on his head. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, found, we found his niche. Yep. His sweet spot. Yeah. Yep. He was a big giant mango. Um, we get some insight on the bakers. Mark is like, who would have thought I would have made it this far? Oh, Mark. I'm talking about regular Mark. Oh. <laughs> His, the first clip of the episode of anybody is him saying, who would have thought I would have made it this far? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Some, uh, what do you call that? Foreboding. Um, what do you call that? Shadowing? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah. 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 I feel like they've done that the f- past few episodes a little bit. You think that's a clue of like whoever they show in the first, like, beginning moments they're like yeah. oh something's gonna go down either they're gonna do great or they're gonna fail <laughs> yeah i'm gonna yeah. remember that a little bit more i think okay. coming up because yeah. because remember last week in the beginning they had linda and she was like this is the week i wanted to get to oh yeah and she did but not any further right spoiler yeah. alerts spoiler <laughs> alerts <laughs> um right. we hear from dave and dave is like i'm excited about japanese week it gives you a lot of freedom and creativity to do like things more fun. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe Dave thought that our team's week was boring, and this is this is his week. 
That made me feel good because Dave yeah. was my pick after we did some jockeying last week, right? Dave was right, my right. pick to win. Who was your pick to win? Starbreaker. Starbreaker? Yeah. I actually don't, I don't know, actually. I don't remember. I don't remember who I sent home either. I remember I sent home Mark. Mathematical Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said Laura to go home. Laura to go home? Yeah, I think I said Laura to go home. I said it's going to be a curse to Baker, oh, which it oh. kind of was, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I said she was going to go home, but um, the curse did play a part. Now, we also hear from Lottie in the beginning. She says, we feel like we're on a pretty level playing field in like, regards to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So but she's like, will I stick out from the pack? We're going to find out about all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we only need to watch the first two minutes of the show <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll do these recaps based on the first two minutes it's the last yeah. two minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll tell a whole story right there yeah uh, shall we get into the signature bake why i mean let's <laughs> <laughs> so for the signature challenge the bakers were tasked to make eight steamed buns complete with a savory or sweet filling and decorations um the traditional japanese buns are usually filled with pork or curry they say and uh, they asked, no, what would you like to fill this with? And he said, human blood. <laughs> and then they said, this is a family-friendly show. And he said, okay, then dog's blood, which is, uh, no, it's super golf. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had that before. Uh, human blood? No, dog blood. Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't, not, not of, uh. We're not vampires or anything, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. We're not, yeah, we're not trying to, like, um, we're not trying to be Dracula, even though it's Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween, everybody. That's right. Very yeah. irony. Irony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, irony. Yeah. Uh, the Vickers get two and a half hours to do their Japanese buns. Okay, right off them from the get-go, Peru says she's looking for traditional Japanese flavors, but the Vickers <laughs> can't surprise us. And the whole time where I was watching this episode for this segment, I was like, most of these aren't Japanese ones. <laughs> like, they're not. They're just not Japanese ones. Like, um, I've been to Japan. I frequent a Japanese bakery. I think I have a good idea of what they serve at a Japanese bakery. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe two of the bakers did a traditional flavored Japanese buns. But a lot of them did like Chinese buns, which mm-hmm. are not <clears throat> pretty different. They're just Chinese pork bowls. And uh, one of them did like an Indian bun, and then two of them did like hamburger buns, which I don't yeah. think are oh. definitely not Japanese buns. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have a burger, burger yeah. battle. Yeah, which is weird because you're having a burger battle in uh, your Japanese steamed bun challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if, if the brief was to do Japanese flavors, I think most of them kind of failed at that, um, besides Dave and Ermin. But, uh, I mean, a Chinese bun isn't a Japanese bun, I'm sorry to say. And also, like, an Indian dali bun is not a Japanese bun. Also, hamburgers with, like, ketchup and <laughs> pickles. <laughs> That's not a Japanese bun, you guys. But, uh, I mean, maybe the bun itself is. And I think that the, the bakers actually acknowledge themselves, like, this is not a traditional Japanese bun, you know? <laughs> they were aware of that. But uh, that just threw me off a little bit about this signature. But I'll go into our first baker. Okay. Um, one person who did do a Japanese bun. Right. Yeah, Dave. 
So uh, Dave did chicken-shaped katsu curry buns, which were filled with minced chicken, and they were in katsu curry sauce. And yeah, this I think this is more of a traditional Japanese bun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I do love the katsu chicken and the katsu chicken. The katsu sauce I really enjoy too. So yeah. I can imagine how this tasted, and uh, in my imagination, it tasted great. Dave uh, tells us um, he's going to steam them about 15 minutes, which seems about right to me. And during judging, Paul says the color looks great and they're very neat. And also the look of them, they look like chickens. You know, the color is very bold. I like the way they look. They were like uh, yellow and they had like beaks. They look yeah. good. They look, they look good. good. Yeah. Um, and when Paul cut into it, they said that they had a good arch on the inside. Prue says she loves the chicken. The bread is lovely. However, she wants more curry. And then Paul says, yeah, it's delicious. However, my only gripe is that it's kind of bleeding through. The curry was kind of bleeding through the bun, which we're mm-hmm. going we're gonna to see that from a couple of the bakers. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was pretty happy with Dave. He's one of the few that actually did a, you know, a Japanese bun. Yeah, I liked his a lot. I thought they looked really good. Yeah, they look cool. I mean, they also look kawaii. He could have just done this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that really from all of these buns. Yeah. Apparently, all Japanese things have ice. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. So up next we have our accountant Armin, and she is the other person making a Japanese bun. That's right. So she's making chicken nikuman panda buns. Props to Armin. Yes. It's going to have a Japanese-styled spiced chicken, shiitake mushroom, fresh chili, and shrimp. So Paul calls her the most consistent baker, which is interesting. I think she is. Yeah. Oh, I heard so, Peter. I think Peter. Peter, too. Yeah, yeah. So these are out of Paul's mouth here. And he asks, how do you feel about Japanese week? And she says that Japanese baking has some French influence. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she's hoping to draw from her French patisserie. Hmm. We'll see how that works out for her. <laughs> so, so during judging, right off the bat, Prue says that you need bigger eyes for the pandas. Did you think they look like pandas? Um, I thought they looked like animals. Okay, they could yeah. have been more apparently pandas. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think they looked too much like pandas. Paul said that they were panda-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's probably right. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with Paul on that one. Panda-ish. Yeah. Prove that they're nearly even. Paul says that they're a little untidy on the shaping and on the side, but they're not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of bready. But Prue loved it. The, the bread was soft and a bit chewy, which is lovely. And the filling was just delicious. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Paul also liked the flavor. It said it packed a punch, the little mm-hmm. that it did have. And that was beautifully baked. But the yep. shaping could have been a bit neater. But again, the flavor is very, very good. So mm-hmm. she always... She seems to be coming through with the flavor here. Yep. Very, very good. Um, yeah. I mean. yeah. So not bad. All right. Next, we have Laura. And Laura is making piggy pork belly buns, which is caramelized pork belly with a Chinese sticky sauce. <clears throat> the Chinese sticky sauce is hoisin and oyster. And she acknowledges this is probably more of a traditional Chinese bun. And when she said that, I was like, not probably, Laura. Definitely. <laughs> this is definitely something I get from my Chinese bakery. <laughs> but I mean, I, I eat a lot of pork buns. Um, I enjoy them. So props to her for making something I enjoy. <laughs> Even though I wasn't following instructions directly. But they don't get dinged for it. 
Yeah, and I think in other like directions when they didn't do something, they were getting for it. This yeah. time they were like, Asian's Asian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they could have made like a file button, then they're like, who accept this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, they, they look pretty good. Sticky sauce. I like poison sauce, I like oyster sauce. I eat those things. So mm. props to Laura for using ingredients that I have in my refrigerator. Uh, (laughs) Judging Paul says that uh, she might have too much filling on the inside and Pierce says she loves the sticky sauce however she wished there was more sauce and they kind of both agree that one of the downsides is that the the taste is almost too dry she maybe dried out the inside Mm. but they're pretty good so right from the signature bake lore is experiencing a little bit of um, the curse of star baker here and I yeah. think that's going to be the storyline this episode is Laura's Persia Star Baker. Yeah, they were not aesthetically pleasing to me. No, no, they, they um, yeah, they bled through and they're like splotchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't very neat. Mm-hmm. So up next we have Lottie, our non-traditional pantomime producer. <laughs> I'm still not yep. over that yet. <laughs> well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she's the first of our bakers who's in the burger battle. Because she's making traditional Japanese cheeseburger steam buns. (laughs) (laughs) Which is going to have beef patty, cheese, sun-dried tomato, and gherkin relish. Or maybe not gherkin relish. We'll talk about that. Mm. And she's also serving spiralized chips on the side. So that's cool. I think it says Japanese, like hamburgers and spiralized chips yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so skipping a little forward here to regular mark we learned that one of our judges paul does not like gherkins no so so he asked mark to make a burger without gherkins and he does the same when he gets the lottie so we do them alphabetically but in the show they actually talk to mark first and then lottie yep so lottie does make a gherkinless like without the relish right <laughs> burger yeah. yeah which does have an effect to her burger mm-hmm. during judging paul says that they all seem pretty similar in size the little bit of direct decoration on there was quite nice and it looks like a burger i thought hers did too because it had the kind of like the red and the green on the out like kind of look like lettuce and ketchup, yeah it, right? it had the layers of a burger right right so prue says bacon cheese Burger and relish, it just has to taste good now. (laughs) Japanese week, everybody. That's right. (laughs) Right. Paul says, it's like having a burger, a dry burger, but nevertheless a burger. (laughs) But the flavor (laughs) is spot on. He said he's never had anything more Japanese-y since he was in Japan. Now that's later. Okay. So yeah, I was like, okay. what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Prue did know. So there's a difference between the way Lottie does it and Mark does it. Lottie puts her meat in raw. Mm-hmm. So Prue notices that right off the bat, but she said it's very difficult to do when you're steaming it to get it cooked properly on the outside, but still rare in the middle. So that probably helped to dry it out. Yep. Um, and then Paul said that you probably need a little more fat in the meat. Nevertheless, the flavor was excellent. And the way that the bun wraps around the filling, it's a beautiful bun. Well done, Lottie, on your traditional Japanese cheeseburger steam buns. <laughs> I, I think for what she set out to do, she did it well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I, to be honest, I wouldn't mind trying this. <laughs> yeah, I would try it. I mean, yeah. I, I like burgers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I tried gherkin before. Gherkin? Yeah. So, just quick note at the end. Can I talk about it now? Yeah. Since Paul says that her burger was dry, she said that it wouldn't have been had he had the gherkin relish in it. <laughs> but she was afraid to tell him to his face, right? I, f- I feel like this happened like last episode with um <laughs> with her, right? She made like a dipping sauce or something, and Paul didn't like. He's like, "Yeah, the sauce would have made it great, but oh it yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, count. yeah." That wasn't her though. I don't uh, think somebody else. It was, yeah, yeah. That was Dave. <laughs> Was it? Oh yeah, it was Dave. It was Dave, right? It was Dave. Yeah. yeah, he made a dipping sauce, and then they were like, "Yeah, this sauce would have really made uh, helped out your bake, but too bad it wasn't inside the bake." I guess I don't know. Yeah, so those chips probably didn't count it either. <laughs> no, I don't think they did. I'm kind of confused about all this. Yeah, but yeah, I, I've never tried Kirkin. I've tried twerkin. That's a dance you do. It's, oh. it's pretty fun. Yeah, I've tried that. I haven't tried Kirkin. Can you can you record that and put it on our on our gram? Um, I don't think anybody wants that. Okay. Nobody wants this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, Mark's, Mark with a C. Okay. AKA Hey Mitch. Um, so Mark with a C is making mmm doll steamed doves, <laughs> which are smoked paprika dough with onion, apple lentil doll, and mango chutney. So right off the bat, he's like, yeah, this is kind of like an Indian inspired bun. The only thing that's Japanese about the bun is the actual bun itself. And even then, I'm like, I don't know. What what is what was the play on words here? I missed it. Mm, doll. Yeah, is that is that a thing that I'm missing? Mm, doll. Is it I like, don't know. Is it like mbop? Mbop, bop, doll, steam buns, bop. I'm so glad you went there. I knew if I could just set it up, <laughs> you would take it. I just you can't just bait Hanson out there and expect me not to take the Hanson bait. I'm gonna take the Hanson bait every I, time. I <laughs> <laughs> Everything's anyway, working for me. Everything's working yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so his doll with mango chutney, he folds them with his hands. He's like, this requires great skill. Right off the bat, when he like started making them, I was like, those look huge. <laughs> they are big buns. They also like little pies. And uh, during judging, the judges also noticed this. They're like, yeah, they're pretty lovely. However, they touched in the steamer. They can tell that they kind of like it's like a pet peeve of theirs when they like cook something and they like yeah. kind of touch each other, I guess. They're like, huge. Yeah, they're huge. And they're like, yeah, the reason why they touch it is because they're so huge. And Paul's like, these are too big, but the color looks good. Prue tastes one and she says the taste is good. Paul agrees that the taste is lovely. However, he's really, he's really kind of upset about the size. He's like, the only issue is the big size. Why did you make them so big? So, um, yeah. Uh, Japanese Indian buns. Um, too big. <laughs> That's never an issue for us. At least. No, no, no. I would be like, I love these buns. They're very big. However, we asked for Japanese buns. Yes. But, uh, yeah, different judging. Yes, we know how you love big buns. I love big buns and I cannot lie. Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Up next, <laughs> up next is Mark. Regular Mark, our project manager, and he is making another traditional Japanese burger bun. He's going to have beef mints, gherkins, diced onion. His is more kind of white castle-y looking. It's just like burger and bun. It just yeah. kind of looks like a bun with a burger. 
right? Yeah, it is. Okay, so we mentioned earlier Paul Athrone without the gherkins because he doesn't like them. Noel says, like, what is he, like, five? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pretty okay. funny. All right, Mark fried his off. That was sort of a difference. So seeing how Lottie's was kind of dry, it seems like Mark's would also be kind of dry since his went in pre-cooked, right? Mm-hmm. So during judging, Paul says that he managed to achieve a nice smooth top with a bit of shine on it. They did look really nice. And he had some sesame seed on it, but they have fallen off. So Mark tried to identify Paul's special burger by putting a, a P on it in sesame seed. <laughs> but, yep. but it was very vague. And then I think Paul said something like, you don't know if I like sesame seed, though, which would have been terrible. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So Prue, Prue said it was a nice filling um, in the middle. Paul said it's got a nice bready look. The flavor was good, but the burger is quite dry. Mm. So Paul said a bit of mayonnaise or tomato ketchup in there would have softened it up. But not if you would have put it on the side because we wouldn't have counted it. (laughs) But the actual taste was good. The bun was very good. Slightly chewy. He's got that nice top baked all the way through. Simple, but highly effective. Mm. So it seems like he actually did pretty well. Who who do you think won Burger Battle between him and Lottie? I'm a little bit biased, but... I've had a traditional Japanese burger bun before, and I'm going to say, okay, I haven't, but I'm going to say, <laughs> I think Lottie won. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think when, when they were doing the judging, they were focusing on the funny moments of the whole gherkin thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think Lottie got... <laughs> Hers looked more burgerish to me. Yeah, I think so. Nothing against this my just like a beef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, next we have Peter. Peter is making lamb-steamed buns. They're, they have minced lamb, Chinese cabbage, and spring <laughs> onions with a Chinese stir-fry flavor. So right off the bat, he's like, yeah, this is more Chinese than Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says he's going to infuse the flavor by stir-frying the aromatic parts first and then adding soy sauce and fish sauce. And uh, yeah, he does acknowledge his Chinese inspired. Um, when he makes his buns, he has like a little nice grass and like a little fence that he puts the lamb in. It looked really good. Like the presentation was really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, during judging, the judges said, not bad. <laughs> I knew that was coming. They, they didn't say that. That was me. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Paul said uh, they have air pockets and they're not tight enough. He would like the, his buns to be a little tighter. And he also said there wasn't enough dough in it. I was like, Paul, that just means there's more meat. When did you want more meat? But, you know, I think he wants like a balance. <laughs> uh, Pierce said they're beautifully aromatic and the flavor is great. However, it's, uh, it could be a little like cleaner from Peter. So I think it, when it comes to Peter's standards, mm-hmm. this was not a good round for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Expect- and he kind of acknowledges that. We expect a little more from him. Yeah, but I think overall he did pretty well. I don't think anyone did like too terribly in this challenge. No, no. Everybody, yeah. everybody met the challenge. <laughs> the requirements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to the judges, everybody met the challenge. Yes. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into the technical? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, I have a someone at the door real quick. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> hey, Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> here. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. a matcha. Okay. Okay. He just, he just laughed. Oh my gosh, he broke the door. Wow. Yeah. 
he needs to chill out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he gave me some matcha tea, which oh. is pretty delicious. Great. That's perfect. I'm going to sip on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so up next, we have the technical. And this week, it's set by Prue. And she says, all but one of you is going to fail this. <laughs> okay, she doesn't say that. But that's yeah. what happens. Yep. <laughs> she, she says, you betcha. <laughs> she says, when you read this recipe, do not panic. There's nothing in there that you haven't, haven't, that you haven't done before. <laughs> <laughs> so what they're making is a matcha crepe cake comprised of 12 matcha-filled crepes stacked one on top of the other, layered with strawberries and a white chocolate ganache buttercream, and decorated on top with fresh fruit and edible flowers. And our bakers will have two hours to do this. Yep. Or if you're as amped up as Matcha Man, you could probably do it in one hour. <laughs> oh yeah. That that wasn't him. That was me impersonating him. Oh, now that you had the tea. Now that you had yeah, the yeah, tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tea has made me into I, I feel the power. <laughs> <laughs> also, when they were describing the technical, they said it should be decorated in the shape of a crescent. And yes. I think half the bakers didn't, they didn't know what a crescent was. I wanted to talk about that. Yes. Thank you yeah. for bringing that up. Yes, you're correct. Like, do they not know what a crescent roll is or like a crescent moon? Or a yeah, crescent I don't, I don't, I don't think they did. Yeah. Or like a crescent, like Pillsbury Dome. Like, yeah. you know. But like yeah. half of them were like crescent. I don't know what that is. I'm just going to decorate the whole top. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. I thought that was odd. Yeah. So I'm going to go over the bottom three. Um, so Laura actually did know what a crescent was. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for her, everything else kind of went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like she right off from the bat, she was like, "I don't like matcha. It tastes like grassy and muddy." Uh, she struggled making the ganache. She had to start over making her ganache, and then she actually knocked off her decorations when she was like doing it on top of her cake. That was kind of a funny moment. <laughs> she was like rushing. <laughs> um, but yeah, she came last place, and they said they t- it kind of tasted nice. However, Paul noticed right away there's not enough crepes. You can mm. tell. Mm. Yeah. And then second to last place was Mark uh, Mark with a C, aka Haymitch. Um, just they briefly went over his. They said also like Laura, there wasn't enough crepe. However, there was more crepe than hers, I think. And the strawberries need to be thinner. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, he cut his strawberries too big. Yeah. And then uh, th- third to last place and fifth place, we have Mark, regular Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, yeah. Prue just said, it's very ugly at the side, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard Prue call anything ugly before. She's like, yeah, it's very ugly on the side. Uh, yeah, it didn't look very nice. Um, I don't think he decorated it correctly. And the matcha itself was not like, the form wasn't even. Like, mm. it wasn't an even cake. We had some bottom marks. Yeah, bottom marks. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go over the top three. Technically the top three, but really there was only one top one. right in third place we have dave so one of the cool things was throughout this whole technical challenge noel was trying to get everybody to flip their crepe in the pan with one hand (laughs) yeah 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 and dave did it yep it was amazing yeah so that was pretty cool so during judging paul said there's a lot going on they didn't want the whole thing covered regarding his decorations Prue says, we did ask for a semicircle, apparently the same thing as a crescent. <laughs> I don't know if they would have put semicircle in the, in the instructions if that would have helped. 
Paul said the ganache looks okay. The strawberries are nice and thin. You get the white chocolate. Prue says it's very nice. It's just not very well decorated. And then you know at the end when they comment, make a comment about, you know, who's getting what place. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't say anything. So <laughs> moving on to <laughs> so moving on to number two is is Lottie. Yep. So during judging, Paul said, this isn't too bad. <laughs> a bit neater on the outside, but you got too much coconut on the top. You want to celebrate mm -hmm. the matcha, not the coconut. Matcha man mm. would be upset about this. Oh, no. But coconut man, <laughs> on the other hand, would probably be thrilled about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. I knew you were going to do it on the coconut man. This is working out I, well. I, didn't know, I don't know how to sound like a coconut man. <laughs> oh, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> so he says that it cuts well and it's pretty neat. Pooh says it tastes good and the ganache is delicious. It's nice and silky smooth. And at the end, <laughs> they just say it's not bad at all. Paul says it, it didn't need the coconut on the top. Uh -huh. But the inside looks pretty nice. Mm. And really, the only one <laughs> that we get that is worth talking about is Peter's. Your, your guy. Macho man. Your Macho guy. man Peter. I thought My boy. You, I thought you were going to go into a uh, little village people there for a moment with Macho <laughs> Macho man. Macho, macho, macho. Wait, how does that go? I want to be a macho man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! Okay. Stop it to a slip oh. chip matcha flavor. Wait, can you do can you do matcha man singing matcha matcha man? No, nobody wants this. this oh on. man, I do. No, no, okay, no, okay. Well, during judging, Paul says that he quite liked this one. Prue says this is what it should look like. Very nice. Paul says the flavor is good. Ganache is good. It's delicious. They like the way it looks. It's very good. The strawberries are thin. Excellent buttercream. Neatly done. Perfect flowers in a crescent. It's a model. Hmm. Yep. Sure you don't want to do Macha Man singing? Oh, yeah! Macha Man Peter! <laughs> I, can't, I can't do Macha Man singing. Macha also, Macha he left already. I told you he just left. He broke the door. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. And that right. was our technical. Yep. And then we, from there, we get kind of a judges roundtable. You know, some of the episodes have this, some don't, but we get it this time. And they're like, yeah, in line for Star Baker, Lottie and Dave are doing pretty well. Um, I think they, I mean, Dave hit that pancake, so. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. line for Star Baker. Uh, they said in the middle, there's Mark and Ermine. Uh, Mark with a C and Ermine. And at the bottom, they said Laura. Laura's having a tough day. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was last in technical, so that all likely gets you in trouble. Yeah. And then they kind of went over like, yeah. Um, Paul's like, it's kind of hard to judge things you don't really like because you didn't like the gherkin. He doesn't really like matcha. And they're yeah. like, you just don't like green food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Noel goes kind of into like a weird zone where he's like, yeah, um, there's sometimes I like looking at things, mm -hmm. but I don't want to put them in my mouth. Yeah. And he has like a philosophical moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Prue um, calls him out on that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's just a strange thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and then we get into the showstopper bake. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. All right, for the showstopper, the bakers were tasked to make a cake inspired by kawaii culture in Japan. So they say kawaii is a style that represents all things cute and charming, and they want the bakers to incorporate Japanese flavors. <laughs> <laughs> they get four hours to do this. 
Paul says he's looking for something neat, sharp, and professional. And it has to look and taste good, which Paul can say about any single bake. Any bake, he could say that. So, okay, Paul. It has to look and taste good. <laughs> Very insightful is that it has to taste and look good. Um, Paul says, think anime, think cartoon. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. He's looking for cartoonish fun. Prue says she's looking for Japanese flavors. She'd be interested if they use yuzu, which somebody does. Matcha, which somebody was. Oh, yeah. And she <laughs> sake. <laughs> Nobody used sake to kind of a disappointment. Mm. She she was trying to get lit, you know. Someone yeah. just someone should have just served her like cake with a side of like sake. <laughs> Lottie Lottie had some whiskey. Yeah, that's true. Japanese whiskey too. Yeah, I do like my Suntory Japanese whiskey. Shout out to Suntory if you're listening to this. Please send me packages of whiskey. <laughs> Packages? <laughs> Shameless plug. Okay. Shameless plug. Okay. All right. Um, so we're going to start off with Dave. Dave is making a matcha shibu inu cake um, with rose water and matcha, apple jam, and vanilla buttercream. And this is in tribute to his dog, Yoki, who is Japanese and a shibu inu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoki is short for Yokohama, which is a city in Japan. Mm-hmm. So th- Dave seems very well traveled to me because he's always doing like the more interesting, like, like Mexican stuff, and then like, like um, yeah, Jap- Japanese. I forgot what else he's done, but he seems very wordly, and he yes. knows how to use the different flavors. Agree. So like yeah, this week, he kind of like that came in clutch for him because he yeah, he started shining this week. During judging, Paul said the theme is very well done. The Shibu Unu looked pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was but, cool. okay. Uh, yeah, it was cool. So there's two bakers that did uh like their their dogs, right? Yes. Dave who made a Shiba Inu. Yes. And Mark Fifasi who did a, his his dog. Which yeah. one did you like better? <sighs> I'm just a big fan of Hamish. Yeah. But aesthetically, I I think Dave's was more my style. I, I like the look of the Shiba uh, better. Yeah, me too. But I'm not mad at Hamish. I love Hamish. Yeah, yeah, they both are good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul said the theme is very well done. However, he was kind of disappointed by some of the fondant creases on the side. But, you know, this is a minor, minor gripe. Mm-hmm. When they cut into it, they say it had good layers. Prue said she's actually surprised that rose water and matcha worked well together. So props to him. She says the sponges were baked very well. Paul agreed, and they said it was a very good cake. Yeah, his was pretty good. I liked it. <clears throat> yep. Okay. So up next, we have Armin, and she is making a strawberry cherry blossom cake. It's going to have a geisha standing in a Japanese garden, <clears throat> mm-hmm. vanilla Genoese sponge, and fresh strawberries. And this is inspired by a Japanese garden to, uh, that was nearby a place where she used to work. Mm-hmm. So in this, she's going to have marshmallow fondant and a cherry blossom tree made out of modeling chocolate. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that Paul says when he's coming around is the key thing is it's got to look good. But it's also got to taste good. Yes, yes. That's very insightful. Yes, yes. <laughs> so during judging, Prue says, this is charming, but it ain't cute. Mm. Paul I says, have to agree with her. Yeah, yeah. Paul said, it wasn't very kawaii. No, no. Paul said it was quite menacing when he was referring <laughs> to that tree, <laughs> to the tree. He said the, bloss- the blossoms needed another color and the tree is sort of stumpy. The fondant is a bit thick. The buttercream is thick. It's a shame. But mm-hmm. the flavors are great. And he, she has the lovely Genoese sponge as well. 
So Prue kind of sums it up when she says that you're a very good French baker, but there's not enough Japanese-ness about this cake. I think that was the same one for Signature, right? Where it didn't look that great, but it tasted good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it, this one was rough. Like, it was kind of different compared to everybody else's. Yeah, it was. She didn't get the kawaii. She didn't get the cuteness. No. Yeah. All right, next we have Laura. Um, Laura is making a right-side-up pineapple cake. Wait, let me look at my notes again. Laura is making an upside-down pineapple cake <laughs> with chiffon sponge, poached pineapple, and lime and yuzu curd. So she's using yuzu, which is a cool flavor that Prue was looking forward to someone making. Mm-hmm. Um, she says the pineapple in Japanese culture represents wealth and good fortune. And uh, going into the showstopper, Laura was in trouble, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think she felt the pressure of that. Um, yeah. Very, very cursed to start baker. She didn't do well the first day. And while she was putting together her pineapple upside down cake, she started breaking down into tears because I guess some of her, um, the cake wasn't like working out for her. Yeah. I think, yeah. I felt bad for her. I felt bad for her. And uh, luckily, Noel came in and he was there to give her like a pep talk and get her back on track. Mm-hmm. So, good guy, Noel, you know. But yeah, um, she had a lot of trouble, and I think she was very down on herself. Mm-hmm. But uh, during judging, Paul said, "I mean, the cake itself, when it was finally completed, I thought it looked it, it hit it hit the kawaii, you know, you know, it, it did, was upside yeah. down. It did. It had the like the shiny eyes that are always like in uh, like Japanese anime inspired things. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like an emoji, you know. Mm-hmm. So Paul said it's like a character you'd see all over the place in Japan. It's a little bit uneven on the inside because of the weight of the fondant." However, the citrus yuzu is amazing. Prue agrees that the citrus is great. And they said the sponge is light. Overall, the flavor is very good. So if the pineapple was to represent uh, wealth and good fortune, it worked for Laura because she was in trouble. And I think her cake kind of got her out of trouble or else she would have went home. Yeah, that was a big comeback. It was a good comeback. And uh, this, I think this was Laura's episode. Yeah, she really in worked terms through of story that. Line. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So good job, Laura. All right. So up next, we have Lottie. Lottie made. <laughs> okay, this is what I wish Lottie would have made. Pokemon's Mr. Mime. <laughs> right? We talked about it before. <laughs> if there was ever a chance to make a cool kawaii Mr. Mime Pokemon cake, it would have been now. But instead, she made Into the Japanese Woods, which is also cool. <laughs> Yeah. So she's making a cotton jiggly puff cake. All right, it's just jiggle, right? Cotton jiggle cake yeah. in the shape of a toadstool, which was cool. Mm-hmm. It's going to be lime yeah. flavored with a cherry cream center, fresh black cherries, and decorated with the Japanese whiskey fudge pebbles. Biscuit bamboo, which I thought she could have just used pocky sticks. <laughs> Pulled sugar. <laughs> Pulled sugar. I think she would have got in trouble. They, oh, okay. would, they would like, these are just pockies. Oh, okay. Pulled sugar and candy floss. So during the time where Paul came through, he said a toadstool can be top heavy. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to throw some doubt into her mind here. <laughs> yeah. So when it came down to judging, they actually shook it. And yep. Prue says it jiggles. She loved the concept. Yep. And then 
Paul says something that I watched so many times and I couldn't understand. <laughs> but he said that he thought the head would be a, a bit more because during this quite delicate cake, you managed to get it to go in a little bit. And I was like, okay. But he said, <laughs> but he said that's do you know what he meant? I don't know what he meant. But no. Okay. I don't. But he said that's stunning. Pooh said it's very good. That's really good. The sponge is amazing. Very good flavor. And Paul did say that the last time he had a sponge like that, he was actually in Japan. Hi, mm. high so, compliments. Yeah. And Prue said, well done, Lottie. And then Matt does, gives an assist here by bringing up the candy floss, to which mm -hmm. Lottie says, that's cherry drop flavor. And they all eat it and seem to love it. Mm. So yeah, good assist for Matt. Um, have you ever had a Japanese jiggle like a cheesecake before? I have not. Is it good? It's very good. Um, it's very big in Japan, and they started like opening like franchises in the U.S. where they have it. I think that there's one in L.A. called Uncle Tetsu, mm. and like the line of, the line for these things is like long, wow. <laughs> but it's, it's super good. Like, um, and I was like, oh, well, he's gonna try to make this. Uh huh. I, I've had friends that made it before, and it's pretty time-consuming. Um, yeah. And it's very intricate, but a lot of you did a good job. And I'm like, wow, someone actually did make a fluffy cheesecake. So good props to Lottie. Yeah. No mime, though. Yeah, no mime. Maybe next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, next we have Mark. Uh, Mark with a C, a.k.a. Hamish. In reference before, Mark is making a Hamish the dog cake. So Hamish is the name of a dog, and he's going to make a cake as a tribute to him, just like Dave did. This cake consists of lemon Swiss meringue buttercream, fondant, and um, macarons that are shaped like bones, which are pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, he tells us that in practice, his dog ate his macarons. And I think Noel was like, what did you expect? Shaped like bones? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, during judging proofs that they looked amazing, this cake looked amazing. And you can see the character in it. Paul says, I can see this in a bakery. Uh, very well done and professional. And the gem ginger and lemon work well, very well together. And Prue says, the tahini is a surprise, but I like it. So, uh, yeah, Mark did very well with his dog. Both dog cakes turned out really well. Oh, yeah. 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 That was a good one. Who let the dogs out? Dave and Mark did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> up next, we have regular Mark. And he made it. Avo Baby, which was avocado chiffon sponges with green marshmallow fondant, yuzu buttercream filling with ruby yep. chocolate biscuits. And he's mm -hmm. going to have his sort of have emoji expressions. And the stone of one of them will be made of tempered milk chocolate filled with baby avocados. Baby avocados. To which Prue said, are you getting in touch with your feminine side? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bear with me, this judging is going to take an hour because that's how long it <laughs> felt to me when I was watching. Yeah. So during judging, Paul said they're cute, a little bit scruffy, but they are cute. Prue says that she loved it. It's witty. It's charming. It's just got to taste good now. Uh -oh. It's got very neat, accurate layering. Paul says that it's a bit tight, the sponge. You've got the yuzu going through there. You get that. And that's it. The cake is very dry, which you didn't expect to be. The oil from the avocado should have kept it really silky smooth, and it hasn't. It's a shame. <laughs> At this point, Mark tries to save himself by saying, I don't know if the nine-inch cake 
on the bottom is a little bit better or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> so Paul tries it and he starts shaking his head and he says no, probably worse. It's cruel to say yeah, yeah, yeah. but that it's inedible, but it's getting that way. Oh. And then Prue says, the biscuit is actually delicious. But as that's less than 1% of the whole lot, she doesn't think that will save her. That's rough. <sighs> that's one of the more rough uh, judgings I've seen on the show. Yeah, it yeah. was. Do you think it would have served them better had he not asked them to try the other cake? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> yeah, it's, yeah. I felt bad for him. I mean, the cake looked good. It, it was very kawaii. It was. You could yeah. see his eyes welling up as soon as the judging took a turn. Because it kind of started yeah. out good. It did. The judging, the judging started out good, and then it just took a turn. And yeah. you, you could tell it just dug deep in him. And I, I felt yeah. so bad. It went from avocado to avocado. No. Next we have Peter. Okay. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> So Peter is doing a Dizzy the Shuttlecock, which is a Costello cake with Asian pear filling and rainbow layers. <clears throat> and he said he's going to make this cake based on like a Shuttlecock from like, you know, when you're playing Batman. Mm -hmm. And the concept is that the Shuttlecock's been hit on the head. It's seeing stars and fireworks. And uh, yeah, I mean, this looked very kawaii to me. Yeah, it was cool. And he also had the fireworks, which um, is always cool to add fireworks yeah, to. Yeah, sparklers. Spikeliters, yeah. Um, during judging, Paul says it looks great. True says it looks funny, cute, and slightly mad, which is, I think is a compliment, right? Yes. Because <laughs> they, they use the text. Yeah. yeah. They use mad yeah. like as in crazy, right? Not mad as in yeah, angry, yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like, good. Have you got mod? Right, right, right. Which means, are you cool? No, it doesn't. I don't know. Where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> they said the Castella cake itself was delicious. Um, Paul said it was very good. However, he kind of wanted an extra punch in there because there wasn't like uh, there wasn't as flavor in there that like stuck out. Mm. However, they both agreed that it was very good. And yeah, I think Peter did, Peter did a pretty good job here. Um, the rainbow layers looked really cool on it. Mm. <laughs> that was a good one. Your was a good one. Your boy Peter came through. Yeah, and that is the end of the showstoppers. Uh, from here, we get into like a little judges roundtable, and they say in the top, it's there's three people in contention: Mark with a C, aka Hamish, first dog; uh, Dave with his dog, the Shiba Inu, and Lottie. Lottie's been really doing doing really well this week. And then Paul mentions he's never had a kick like, or he's never had a sponge like Lottie's in eleven years. The big off. Mm -hmm. So right when he said this, I was like, Lottie's gonna get started. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, I'm just going to bring this up right now. So far this season, there hasn't been anybody who's gotten Starbaker more than once. Right. Right. So there's no front runner. So if Lottie were to get this, this would be her first time getting Starbaker, which is kind of amazing to me. I kind of thought that she got it before, but I checked out. I was like, no, she hasn't. Right. She's just got a handshake. Yeah. Yeah, she got the handshake. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, it's a very interesting season. It is. Um. And then they say in the bottom, it's Mark, Laura, and then Paul said he would throw Armin in there too. I don't even think Armin used Japanese ingredients. Yeah, I, she did. She? 
I mean, she did it, but they just tasted good. Like the first, her her steamed bun, I think it was Chinese. No, no, she did. She did. No, right? she did. Her steam button was. Yeah, neat, but yeah, in the showstopper. Yeah. In the showstopper, no, I don't think she did. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't really fill out the brief of being kawaii. Right. And then, uh, yeah, they said Laura did really not good for the first two challenges. However, she dropped an eighth at the end. Mm. And then they said Mark did terrible, but they didn't say anything. Like, like you know, they usually say this person did terrible, but they just said, oh, yeah, Mark did bad. Right. So I was right. like, <laughs> I kind of know where this is going. And then we got uh, Noah kind of congratulating Paul that this is his, his 100th episode of Pickup. Yeah. Which uh, he deserves a glass of champagne, a bottle of champagne, or maybe a bath of champagne. <laughs> so thanks for that imagery, Noah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, congrats to Paul for 100 episodes of Pickup. Very well done. Mr. Icy Stare himself. It's a landmark for him. Mm-hmm. And then we get into judging, and they announced Star Baker, and it's Lottie. Yeah, she looks very happy. She's like, "Thanks, guys." And uh, I mean, good job to go to Lottie. She she's doing well. My girl. And I think she's. I think this is a great time to do well, like going into the quarterfinal. Yes, yes. I can't believe it's the quarterfinal. It's crazy. Don't buy fast. Yeah, next week will be to get into the quarterfinal, mm. which is uh, teeing up. Anyway, and then they have to announce some way to go home. And um, I don't think anyone, or I don't think I was surprised, and you probably weren't surprised that, unfortunately, it's Mark. Yeah. Regular Mark. Yeah. He, <sighs> yeah. he was cursed. There's a new curse. It's the curse of the Lucas handshake. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got that last episode. Um, yeah, his reaction is when you know, you know. And then he, he was kind of crying, but he said these are kind of happy tears. He's going home, having learned so much, has made amazing friends, baked things he would have never baked, and he couldn't have asked for more. So, yeah, we're going to miss Mark on the show. I was very sad. I was very sad. <laughs> were you sad because you can't guess Mark in, like, going home? <laughs> like, get two people now? <laughs> or you can't double up when you say Mark? Yeah, that's part of it. But I, I just liked having him on the show. I thought he was great for the show. Yeah, I thought he was good too. But uh, yeah, I mean, sad to see him go, but uh, that's just the way it goes, I guess. Question. Yep. Does Mark C, Mark with a C, now become regular Mark? Ooh. What, <laughs> what, we, think about what, what do we call him? What will we call him next episode? Uh, we we have to call him regular, but we've been calling Mark with a K regular Mark. It'll be confusing, right? So we we'll call him Mark without the K? The, maybe we should call no. him the the last the last mark the only mark the last mark the standing? last mark standing yeah. Mm. yeah okay we're gonna have to think okay about okay this. okay or we're gonna call him mark with a C or hey bitch yeah or mark what they call mark E or something I don't know they call him mark E will they still call him mark E I don't know I don't know or will Mark Wahlberg get mad <laughs> <laughs> okay well, we have to stay we have to stay tuned to the next episode to find out yes um. Shall we get into our segments? Yes, let's. All right, what was your funniest moment in the episode? Okay, funniest moment for me was during the burger battle. And while Mark and Lottie were having a burger battle, they, uh, Noel actually says, Lottie's also doing a burger as well. And then he's, he tells Mark that she's not as good as you. I'm not going to lie. She's <laughs> lucky to still be here. 
<laughs> that was pretty funny. And then Mark actually says to Elodie that his burgers are way better than than hers. And then they tell each other to burger off, which I thought was cute. Yeah. They're like, this is pretty he's funny. like burger They're off. Like a little Lottie. rivalry there. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. Burger off indeed. <laughs> yeah. How about for you? Uh, mine's is between again, again. It's between Noel and Peter. <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> the combination of Noel talking to Peter is just funny. Oh, it's great. But uh, yeah, Noel talking to Peter about like his badminton skills, and Peter's like, "Yeah, I, I taught a three-year-old how to play badminton." And then he's like, "Did you know that shuttlecocks only use the left wings of the goose?" And then Noel's like, "Peter, you live in a fantasy land. <laughs> you're you're making a, a shuttlecock called Dizzy." You're talking about like teaching kids how to play badminton. And he says, "I think I might be in love with you." <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, and Peter can have their own spinoff show. I would watch that. I would too. Yeah. All right. What was your favorite bake of the episode? Oh, I'm gonna try the jiggly cake, the jiggle cake. Mm, Even yeah, though was it wasn't in the shape of a mime, I'm still gonna try it. <laughs> so, okay. how about for you? Um, I'm gonna go with Dave uh, Katsu Curry buns. Oh yeah, that's probably good. I like curry. I like Katsu. Dave seems that like, cool. I like him too. <laughs> so, you know, three for three there. I gotta be honest. I would also want to try the burger. <laughs> the burger buns. The burger battle. Yeah. Because I guess where else could you try that? Yeah. Japan. Yeah. I don't know. Would you gherkin <laughs> or no gherkin? I don't like a dry burger. I'm going gherkin. Mm, I'll be in the corner twerking. Post it on the anyway. Game. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for predictions? Oh yeah. All right. Um, I'm not ready, so you go first. Who do you think is? Who do we do? Starbaker first. I think we pick who goes home first. I don't. I don't know. Who do you think is going home next week? Wait, who hasn't been Starbaker yet? Anybody? Let me think about this. Everyone has to have been Starbaker. Yeah, because there's only there's only six people left. And we're on episode seven next week. Yeah, everyone's with Star Baker. No, wait, no, wait, because Mark, Mark was Star Baker and he went home. Mark with a K. Yeah. So somebody yeah, wasn't a Star Baker. So let's, let's, Dave was Star Baker. Uh huh. Laura was Star Baker. Okay. Mark with a C was Star Baker. He was, yeah. Peter was Star Baker. It's, it's either Ermine or Peter. Right. Yeah, Armin has to be Starbaker. Oh, it's Armin? Which is surprising. Yeah. Okay, so next week is 80s week. Yep. Mm. Man, this is tough because they're so everybody's so good now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going with Laura's going home. I'm also going with Laura. Oh, okay. I'm gonna switch. I'm going with <laughs> Ermine's going home. Wow. Yeah. That would be rough. Yeah. Good. So the reason why I'm picking Laura is because I think she fulfilled her storyline in this episode. Oh, you like think she's back. like she peaked? Like they told her, like she peaked and then she like had her comeback already. Uh-huh. And the next episode is like, well, she already had her comeback. She had a moment. Mm. Wow. She's okay. Gonna go home. Okay. Yeah. So who's going to win Star Baker for you next week? Uh, hmm. So we can't pick Lottie because Lottie won this week, right? Right. 80s week. Who channels 80s well? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to say Airbnb's going to start making 
<laughs> so all of them can have one star maker going into the quarterfinal. Oh, that would be great, actually. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll pick Laura. <laughs> Are we just inversing each other? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> We're going to find I out. I think that's our show. Yeah. Next week is 80s week. So um, get your suits with the rolled up sleeves. And what else did they wear in the 80s? Neon? <laughs> <laughs> what did they wear in the 80s? Neon, right? I don't know. Neon. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well. Special get that on. Special thanks this episode to Macho Man. <laughs> Macho Man, Randy Savage. Who uh delivered me some delicious matcha tea. It's very delicate actually, but it's very tasty. Yes. Yeah. Alright, well, we'll catch you next week for 80s week. Sayonara, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.